because we are rolling. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am your host, Alan Smith, along with... I am the other guy, Big Dave. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about one of the spectacular movies that came out in the... One of the best Generation X years, 1984, that also was released on the same weekend as Ghostbusters. And that would be... Gremlins. Oh, that's what we're doing this episode. <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure. Tell you. No, you didn't tell me what we were doing. Uh, yeah, we're going to do Gremlins this time. Okay. Wow, Gremlins. You said that like I was supposed to respond. With I know, I didn't really. All right, let's run down Gremlins <laughs> here real quick. No notification of what we're talking about. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Gremlin stars Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton. Uh, also has Don Steele as Rockin' Ricky Regalto. We're going to come back to him in a minute. Uh, we have Corey Feldman in a very small early role for him. Feels like it was probably right after Friday the 13th. Probably, yeah. He was in four, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be right around that same time because this came out in 84. Yeah. So that, uh, Harry Carey Jr. Yep. Dick Miller, who we have talked about several times. Polly Holiday. Do you remember Polly Holiday? She played the um, Mrs. Deagle. Do you oh. know what she was known for? No. She was Flo on Alice. Kiss my oh, grits. Oh, that was Flo? It was Flo, yes. I would have never recognized her. Yep. Um, she was very unlikable. Yeah, well, very, very unlikable. We'll, 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 we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, let's see who else is in this. Judge Reinhold. I forgot Judge Reinhold was in this movie. Again, Not for long. He's only in just a couple scenes, and yeah. that's it. Uh, and playing a bad guy, which Chuck he normally Jones. doesn't do. Chuck Jones. Mm-hmm. You would know Chuck Jones best as being um, the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Porky Pig. Oh, so he was the voice of. Nope, he just played. He played Mr. Jones in this. Okay. Really, he was actually in it as a character. Oh, uh, let's see who else we got here. Well, Nikki Cat is in this movie. He was just a kid in the background. You would yeah. even notice him if he wasn't anything. But then we get into the voice actors. We oh 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 oh. oh. There's one more very important person we have to we have to point out here. Mm-hmm. This is James McCrell as Lou Landers. We'll get to him in a minute. But starring the voices of Howie Mandel. Yeah. Frank Megatron Wilker. Yeah. Fred Newman, Mark Dodson, Michael Winslow, Peter Optimus Prime Cullen, <laughs> Bob Bergen, Michael Sheehan, Bob, uh, Bob Holt, and then R.I.P. Mushroom. As Barney. Okay. Mushroom the dog. Because <laughs> oh. oh. we have to talk about Mushroom the dog because Barney plays a very pivotal role in this movie in some places. Yeah. So the reason, but before we get into it, the reason I pointed out Chuck Jones and okay. this Joe Dante, and it's really evident when you get into Gremlins 2, the new batch, which... We're not going to. I didn't rewatch that one, and I've never seen it. You really? You haven't? Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe I Dante. Saw, I saw the trailer, and I was like, I'm not watching that. It's not bad as far as sequels go, but it's this movie came out in 1984. 
Gremlins 2 came out in 1990. By the time you get there, a lot's changed. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those, like, were we really asking for this? But, and you can see it quite a bit in this one in certain places, but especially when you get to Gremlins 2, Joe Dante flat said that he envisioned this being a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. And that's, and you can see that with some of the stuff that happens in it. That's very, oh, that's a very Looney Tunes thing to happen. That's, yeah. uh, you know, even to the point of where at one point, where was it? I don't remember. Oh, it was in the bar. Okay. When the gremlins have taken over the bar. Yeah. And she is, um, and um, Phoebe Kate's character is um, using the flash on the camera. Yeah. One of the gremlins. Oh, the gremlin that was on the um, the ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. When he goes flying and he runs across the floor and hits his head, you can hear like the little birds. Yeah. Like, you know, it's literally one of those things where it's, they, they very, Joe Dante very much envisioned this movie being a live action Looney Tunes. Yeah. And you can, you can see it all over the place. All I'm going to say is that this is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. And you know why it's a Christmas movie? Did you say who wrote this? Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus and um, um, Shane Black both yeah. love to to write things around Christmas that are that are that are around Christmas. Those two must have had some very messed up Christmases, or something. you know, the explanation I remember reading somewhere from Shane Black was. Usually when a movie is set around Christmas time, it's a Christmas movie. Like, it's a straight up, oh, no, this is a seasonal, this is supposed to be. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, why can't other stuff happen at Christmas also? Which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. Um, You know, like Nakatomi Cowers getting taken over. Yeah, that whole thing. You know, it's a... I, I would be more apt to watch Gremlins as a Christmas movie than I would Die Hard, okay? Or any number of others, including yeah. Eyes Wide Shut. But <laughs> it, is, it is a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas time. Stop bringing that movie up. Stop doing it. Well, it's going to come up later in one of our episodes. No, like, stop. stop oh, it, it will. Stop uh, bringing it up. No. So... When was the last time before watching it now that you would? It's been a very long time. Okay. It was probably a VHS rental for me the last time I watched it. I I was sitting watching this last night trying to figure out when the last time I had seen this movie. Yeah. And it's been probably 25 years i think i could edit it down into about 45 minutes Mm, we'll talk about that when we when we get into it because i was really because for me i nearly fell asleep before the fun started happening really okay so it's an hour and 46 minutes long i think i can make it 45 minutes long Uh, i can at least make it an hour 10 Possibly there, there, there are a couple of notable things that could be left out of this movie, and we'll get to that. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the movie, and I'm ones, usually not the one talking about, hey, we could pick up the pace in this thing. I, I'm usually very much against that. Yes, I, I'm aware breathe. of that. 
this one I think could probably be chopped a little. Bit. I think the reason why this movie feels like there's some fat that can be trimmed off of it is because they went through multiple rewrites on this movie mm. from where it started to where it ended. I can see that. And originally when the movie was written, when Christopher, when Chris Columbus wrote this, yeah, it was a much, much darker movie. Like it was a straight up horror movie. Yeah. And the studios obviously were like, now wait a second. This is something that, you know, these Mogwais are cute, so maybe we can sell these to kids. Uh, yes, Gremlins is one of the reasons that we got the PG-13 rating eventually. Yep. Later that summer. It was this, and it was also Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. Because this was rated PG, and then a bunch of parents complained about the violence in it, which, watching it again, my son came in at the end of the movie while I was... It was Talking about the fountain scene? Yes. Yeah. And he was like... And he's. It's funny because he's the same age that I was when I watched this movie. Yeah. And it never once like didn't it didn't him either, you know. He was just like, Oh, what's what's going on here? You know? Yeah. He really liked Gizmo. He thought Gizmo was awesome. And oh, he yeah. was like, What what is that? I was like, Oh, that spike, you know. And it was right before yeah. the fountain thing happened and and then it happened and he was like did he melt? I'm like, yep. <laughs> he yep. melted completely. <laughs> it was almost an homage <laughs> yeah. to Indiana Jones in the um Oh yeah, the Raiders, Raiders, Raiders of the Ark. Yeah. yeah, but it but it was one of those things. He was just like, oh, that's cool, and that was it. I was just like, yeah, yeah he's my kid. There's, there's no no sins buts about that. I rewatching it as a parent, I was still not I was not like, oh, this is too much for my kid, you know. And I, I maybe if they were five, I could see that, and yeah. because the movie very much was marketed as a kids' movie, yeah, when it was released, both before and after it was released. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the. The marketing, like the um, the products that were produced for the after, you know, the, the, yeah, all of the, like the the the, the Gizmo dolls yep. and the and the little forty five record, you know, the story of Gremlins, all very kitty. Oh yeah, every bit. Of matter of fact, I've got one of the the Gremlins forty five read alongs in there somewhere, and it's very kitty. It leaves all of the other stuff out of it completely. <laughs> Uh, this is a movie that was marketed to kids where people straight up die. <laughs> like multiple people straight up die on camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to mention some boy, some of the gremlins go out. Yeah, you know, that can kind of be, again, looked at as cartoony. So now, the, the, the spike is well definitely the microwave. The mom. The, the blender. The, the, the microwave and the blender and and... Billy chopping the one's head off into the into the, into the fireplace, into the fireplace yep. and just like yeah, it, it definitely has a an edge to it. Yeah, um, I like that though personally. Where <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. This is this definitely harkens back and was of an era where kids' movies didn't pull any punches whatsoever. Nope. It's like, hey, kid, you want to know what people die? Watch this. Yep, <laughs> as it should be. They were not sugarcoating anything for Gen X whatsoever. <laughs> nope. And why should they? We mm-hmm. were we were the angry feral ones. Yeah, pretty much. So let's get into the movie itself. Okay. Okay. We can we can go over this. Um talking about pacing. Right off the bat, we get into it. Oh yeah. I mean no, the with whole- Gizmo especially. 
the opening in Chinatown. In Chinatown. It's pretty good. It's uh, not until they get back to the house that it slows down. Yeah, and, and the whole thing with, with Billy's dad, which I love the fact that Hoyt Axton played Billy's dad. In yeah. This. The whole thing with Billy's dad where he's doing, they, there's a voiceover on the very beginning and a voiceover at the very end of him, which, okay, I'm, I'm fine with this. I, I have zero problems with it. Normally, I don't like voiceovers and stuff, kind of depending. But, but Hoyt, it set it all up. Hoyt Axton's got one of those voices. Oh, he's got voices. one of those voices. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, the, the golden pipes. Yes. And with him being led to this this mysterious shop. and, and in, the, very, in the basement of a building yeah, in and, Chinatown. And very quickly being introduced to the Mogwai. Yeah. And it's not long before he has possession of the Mogwai. And is told the rules and yeah. all this stuff. And so then he brings it home. Don't feed it. Don't get it wet. Yeah. Don't or bright don't, lights. No bright lights. No water. Don't feed it after midnight. Right. My question is, after I midnight. I know. There's what, all kinds of questions. What time do you get to feed the thing? I know. And how do you bathe it's always, it when it's it always, It's always after yeah. midnight. Yeah. And this was something I thought this time, too. I was like, man, that after a while, I mean, maybe like that, uh, what is it, the uh, the shampoo, the uh, the water, the you're talking about the waterless shampoo? Yeah, you know, I guess maybe you could do something like that. Shake it, shake baby powder over the whole thing mm-hmm. and shake it out. But can you imagine like all, I mean, you'd have Ooh. to, you definitely have to brush him a lot you know, just to get all the tangles out of his fur and everything. And That's why when Yoda went from a Makwai to Yoda, he shaved everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's very... Am it's, I wrong? Yeah. There are... Plot-wise, there are a few things in this movie that... Okay, so Billy's dad is an inventor. Yeah. Okay. He comes in, He comes back into town, drops off the Mogwai, and then immediately leaves town again. To a at convi- Christmas. For, okay? a convi- well, for a convention, I know. Yeah. But it's like, why would you leave town... Come back into town, then leave town again, <laughs> and then come back. Well, I mean, it's, if he's working out of his house, and I he's got to resupply for the new convention. I had again going back to the I had not seen this movie in a long time. Like there I was said, a whole bunch of stuff I'd completely forgot I, about. I in think this. it was a VHS rental for me. Yeah, and I oh, and I've seen this movie multiple times over the years, mm-hmm. and sometimes it was the television version of it or yeah. whatever. But I had completely forgotten multiple things about this movie okay for a like, movie that i love like what okay i had forgotten completely about the high school science teacher oh really yeah i completely forgot about that and then it was after he took gizmo over to see the teacher and yeah. produced another mog you know, produced another you know showed him the whole with the water thing and then he kept that one I was like oh yeah I seem to remember yeah some, you know so but I had completely that that part of the movie was completely out of my head until the it fact happened. that once it comes out of the cocoon it kills the science teacher I remembered that after the fact okay. you know after after that happened I was like oh yeah I, rem- I remember what happened yeah okay <laughs> so like most things we're not going to go through this point by point on on the movie like all the way through I had I had completely forgotten that Judge Reinhold was in this movie. There yeah. is a small subplot there of he's kind of Billy's rival. 
probably went to high school together. Yeah, and also the fact of uh, for for Kate, that, that's Phoebe Kate's. That's funny. Phoebe Kate's name is Kate. Uh, it, for her affections, basically. Yeah. But he literally is only in two scenes. Yeah. And at the bank and at the and bar. at the bar. And when he's talking to Billy at the bar, he says something about he's twenty two. You know, he's a junior VP at twenty two, and he's going to yeah. have the old man's job by the time he's twenty five. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like that's really young, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen. Pro- there's probably some nepotism going on there, but at the same time, it's still like, yeah. wow, that's things were different in the eighties. Or know? he's <laughs> very, very, very ambitious and sleazy because mm-hmm. he'll figure out a way to get yeah, rid of. I'm the old sure man. that I had forgotten. Just how much um, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Deagle mm-hmm. was the Wicked Witch of the West from... Yeah. I mean, like, legitimately. Like, the only thing missing was the music. When she comes walking up at the beginning of it and the whole thing, I'm going to get your dog, I'm going to, you know... I mean, just like... I was like, wow... I did that dog. I'll take it to the pound and have it yeah, put down. I'm yeah. going to kill your dog. Exactly. I, I was just waiting for her to say, I'll get you and your little dog too. You know, it, that was the only thing that was missing from it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised the town hadn't burned her house down before then. Because I, everybody in that town could not stand and, and And it was also, she was she was kind of a of a uh, Ebenezer Scrooge in yeah. this a little bit, as well as kind of a um, Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life, yep. which is something... That it's a wonderful life. The movie shows up in this. Yeah, it does. You know, in the very beginning, and TV in the background in Billy's room. Uh, no, it was in the. Um, you sure? No, it was in the. It was in the kitchen. Was it? Yeah, he came in and his mom was watching it while she was. You're right. While she was cooking. You're right. Uh, in Billy's room, they were watching um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And then Gizmo was watching an old Clark Gable movie where he's a race car driver. I can't remember. The oh, name the invasion of, of the body snatchers pod people was kind that of was a, that a was in the right, right, of right. what the gremlins were going to do. Which again, I'm looking to see who. Sorry, I'm trying to find something here. Did Universal do this movie? It was a Steven Spielberg Jim. production. Production, was, yeah, yeah, which. The reason why I'm looking for that is because they make multiple uh, uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs is is shown like when they're when all the, the gremlins are at the movie theater at the end they're watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because remember they're singing along with the Hi Ho song uh, and they actually show the movie this parts was of the movie Amblin Entertainment Amblin okay so that's yeah. But who, it was a it was a co-produced between Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Okay. Well, that's why they got Chuck Jones and, yeah. and a lot of, of that type stuff. It was you can also tell yeah, that Spielberg it was, took it to Warner Brothers and co-produced it through his own company through Amblin. Yeah. Yeah. They also, I'm sure you noticed that the outside shots of the town on the town square was yeah. on the back lot at Universal, and yeah. it was the exact same as. Um, uh, the same lot where they shot Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean that town square and everything. It's it's that. Yeah, only covered in 
either asbestos or yeah. potato flakes <laughs> yeah, it's probably for snow. Back then it was, well, by then we knew about asbestos, so it was probably potato flakes. Yeah. Which, by the way, folks, if you didn't know, um, they'll use basically freeze-dried potato flakes as snow. Yes. I'm trying to think. Oh, the big thing that I had forgotten about. Okay, so, okay. Again, we're not going through this point by point. So once the gremlins emerge, yeah, okay, I'm I'm sitting there watching it, and of course Billy's mom takes. All right, so there's five. All right, so Gizmo produces six. Yeah, uh, they, he he produces five of them at the house. Yeah, and, and then one, one for the science right. teacher. So there are six gremlins initially. Yeah, okay. Billy's mom takes down four. By herself, four of the five buyers are three of the five. By three herself. of the five. Billy stripe escapes. Stripe escapes, but Billy take gets the other one. Yeah, but she takes down three of them by herself, which yeah, hey, hero right there, you know. And so I, I was doing that. I was like, okay, and blender then, microwave and stabs one to death, right? And then Billy beheads one, yeah, and then stripe gets away, and then. The one that was at the science lab. The science lab. Bill. Billy kills it, but I can't remember how right off the top of my head. They're at the school because he's chasing him Yeah, through the thing. And so I was sitting there doing all the math, and I'm like, if five of the six are dead here, and I know Stripe's going to make it to the end. I was like, yeah. where did all the rest of them come from? Oh, you'd forgotten about I'd that? I'd forgotten about the pool. Y-M-C-A. I had completely, I had completely forgotten about it. I was like, Y-M-C-A. and as soon as, as soon as he jumps in the pool, yeah. I was like, oh, that, oh no, that was actually the one. It was at the YMCA. When Billy comes running out of the building from watching it happen, it's got a big YMCA. Is that what it, okay. Building. Maybe, oh, no, that was, that was Stripe though. That it? was Stripe. Okay, so then what happened to the, uh, the, the, to the sixth one? I don't remember. But I, that was one of the things I kept counting. I'm like, so where did all these other ones come from? Yeah. And then that was like, oh, okay, okay. Now, now I had completely forgotten about that pool scene, which is really freaking cool. Yeah. The way that that shot. I love how when the gremlins get wet, not the mogwai, but the gremlins, when they get, they yeah. get wet, especially the pool and then also with the fountain, the fountain how it glows and there's fog and there's you know smoke and all yeah. that. It's like, oh no, no, I love this. This is awesome. This is this is 80s cheese like you wouldn't believe. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I absolutely loved it. I was like, oh, this ta- this takes me back. This takes me back 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um so yeah. But the introduction of Dick Miller's character um, at the beginning, you know, Billy's car won't. So he's got the Volkswagen. He's got that VW bug. Yeah. And it won't start. And then Dick Miller comes in. And he's like, oh, yeah, these foreign cars. You know, you buy American and, and Kentucky Harvester. Kentucky Harvester. Which, had it 15 years, never giving me a problem. Which was a kind of a reference to International Harvester, which was actually, I think, built out of Memphis. Something like that. I know that. there was a International Harvester factory in Memphis. At right. But then he's the one that also introduces the concept of the gremlins. Yeah about oh you know all these foreign made vehicles they have these little gremlins inside of them and and it's like talking about how it, they dealt with them in, in world, world war ii, II right and, which is a very it's a very uh, there was a there was a looney tunes yeah 
uh, about the gremlins. Yeah. Because it was it's what they it's what some pilots called these like these lights that would appear around. Yeah. Um and I know there's an explanation but, for it all, but it's still kind of one of those cool like, oh okay, this th- there's lore behind this. Yeah. And also the I like the fact that they didn't explain where the Mogwai came from. It was just yeah. there. That was that he had it. And of course, the the grandfather wasn't about to give him up because he he, he was saying, you know, you're yeah. not you're not ready for this. This is you know it's, it's too dangerous yeah. because of all the things that go with it. Uh, I also thought it was pretty interesting that he got it for only two hundred dollars, which I know two hundred dollars in nineteen eighty four is three times what yeah it's what six hundred bucks, which is still not that much to pay for. <laughs> Something like which like I I'd pay six hundred dollars for a Mogwai right now. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> nope, not me. You can keep that thing and stay on this side of town. So my question, since you can't get them wet, mm-hmm. is so my dog mm-hmm. licks everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's he's she, he is the one of the friendliest dogs you ever meet. Gives kisses to everybody. Does his saliva? I don't like, know. Would that count? Because the is, first time he falls asleep and drools on himself, you're going to have mock. Yeah, I know. There, there, there are so many. There are so many questions. Uh, they were in the snow. Snow is water. Mm-hmm. You didn't see any of them starting to bubble up whenever they were in the snow. Maybe it has <laughs> to be that specific status of H two O. It can't. It's got. It has to be. It, it has be. to be liquid. It can't be solid or gas. Basically, yeah. is what it comes down to. Uh, but yeah, there, there's just, there's so many plot questions. Holes. Well, there are all kinds of plot holes in this thing. Plot holes. The. It's still a fun movie to watch. I love it. It's just, I, you know, it's a I, little slow at the beginning for me. I'll, I'll tell you the two points in this movie that are really so slow. Oh, did you catch when, uh, Billy's dad is at the convention? The first time he Lost in home. space. Nope. The robot? Nope. What's the robot from? Forbidden Planet. Oh, that's right. But it also had the time machine from in the, the back. H.G. Wells time yeah. show. And it's <laughs> there, and it goes to a shot of the house, and it's there, and it goes to a shot of the and house. It's not there. And then when you go back, <laughs> it's not there. There's smoke there, and some guys back here sweeping the spot. I know. I know. Yeah. And that's uh, and then later when he's on the phone, the, the robot from, a, from Forbidden, Forbidden Planet, Planet is... Yeah. is talking to him you know he's just no like, it was on the phone with somebody else he's on the uh, was it on the phone with somebody it was else? on the phone with somebody okay. else and you're overhearing its conversation yeah okay of going, how many orders would you like to yeah take? okay okay that's what it was yeah but uh, yeah it, it, he he walked by initially and, and then there, he's there later and so. then there was like a couple other little things that's like why does that look familiar i just couldn't place them we're going to get into some stuff here in a little bit okay when mr futterman and his wife get killed yeah by the they get run over by the snowplow because the gremlins are driving it. They don't show what happens. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty intense. Yeah. You know, especially for a little movie like this. That's just like, okay. There are several. Um, when uh, Mrs. Deagle dies, again, very Looney Tunes way to go. On her lift, they, they yeah. route it and she goes flying up and out the front. Uh, again, kind of like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yep. Because when at the end, like whenever she hits the ground in front of the sheriff's car, all they see is her feet hanging out over the top of her of her chair. It's like okay, yeah. Um, and again, the gremlins doing very Looney Tunes type stuff, like cutting the brakes on the sheriff's vehicle, 
underneath. Yeah. Um, when they get to the bar, they're all caricatures. You know, yep. all of a sudden it's like a whole bunch of like, oh, look, you got a cowboy. Look, you got a biker. Look, you got somebody in drag like like Bugs Bunny. You got, you, you go through all of this stuff. You've got yeah. you know, a masked robber. You have a jazz guy. You have like all of this stuff. It's just like, oh, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's really kind of funny the uh, the way that they that they did all of this. Um, the two things that I found that could have been cut out, okay, because they don't really fit in the story. They were obviously from an earlier cut. Matter of fact, I know one of them. Or they both were from an earlier cut, and Joe Dante said he wanted both of these scenes to be in the movie. Okay. And they stick out, like, both of them stick out like a sore thumb. They both also have perpetuated urban legends that are not true, that never were. Okay. The first one is when he's walking Kate home, and she starts talking about how suicides go up around the holidays. Yeah. Okay. That's not true in the slightest. You go and look at the data, it's not any, it's not any greater at the holidays than it is any, any other time of the year. Matter of fact, the summertime has more than any of the rest of them. Okay. But anytime somebody, especially over a certain age, says something about, oh, you know, suicides go up at the holidays, it's because they saw this movie. <laughs> okay. That whole, that, and then later... When all the craziness is going on. Yeah. And she starts telling the story about her dad coming down the chimney and and falling and breaking his neck. And it's a couple days before they start smelling something and they find him in the chimney. The only thing that was going through my head this time watching it when she's telling that story is, first off, because this place and my old place both had chimneys. I know for a fact no person can get down a chimney because they're just not big enough no and the fact that he had presents in his arms i'm like man how huge of a chimney did they have for this to happen yep (laughs) but apparently those were both stories from a a earlier version of this movie that joe dante was like no no no, we want to keep these in and actually had to fight for that last scene about the 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 uh, Santa Claus really to, to put in yes, uh, I also love how the sheriff and his deputies or his deputy like after Mrs. Deagle goes flying in front of him and then they look over and see the other guy who's dressed like Santa and they're like they're so calm about he always does Santa he's been doing it for years what's that on him now and then they're just so like I just want to go now they're not like let's get out and do anything about it they're just like okay let's just go <laughs> you know? well if you remember earlier in the movie. When Billy goes to the police station to try to mm-hmm. report the fact that there's gremlins and all that, the sheriff and the deputy were already three sheets to the wind. Yeah, there is a little bit of that. They too. were already blotto drunk. I also that. like the fact how like he's trying to tell them all this stuff and they won't believe him, so he shows them Gizmo, and then they still won't believe him about everything else. Then the calls start coming in. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, because they're drunk. They're a bunch of drunks. I'll I'll tell you a plot hole. Okay. That that I noticed, that I never noticed before. Never noticed before. Two things before we get it. First off. It's always two things with you on this episode. Rock and Ricky Rialto. Okay? okay. The first time that we hear him, he's on the radio whenever Billy's dad's coming back into town. Yeah. And there's the billboard. Yep. And did you notice the billboard? 
like I the saw, motif. I didn't really pay attention. It's to a, it. it was it was him. And he was dressed like Indiana Jones. Oh, it yeah. was very much. And I, I was like, man, that is so of that era because this yeah. is you would see stuff like that where that like that was something that people would do for promotions or whatever. It's like, oh, you know, they, they we'll make this like Indiana Jones. We'll make yeah. this like you know whatever. We never see Rock and Ricky. We only hear him on the radio. Yeah. So. The next time that we hear him, well, it might not be the next time, but the next notable time that we hear him is when everything's going crazy. Yeah. And somebody, and it's Corey Feldman's character calls him yeah. and says, hey, you know, there are all these little, these monsters are trying to get in. He's like, man, you people keep calling in with these, with these, these uh, stupid, uh, these stories, you know, these made up stories, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not down with all that, um, um, uh, world, world, you know, uh, yeah. stuff. And then you hear in the background the gremlins break into the studio. Yeah. Okay. And then he goes off the air. And he goes off the air. Now, at the end, we hear him again. Okay. Uh, in the car. And he's and this is like after everything has happened. And he's talking about, or as, as it's happening, he says something about the Marines were here. Yeah. To take care of this. And this was the plot hole. He says, and the Marines came in and... and um, uh, they took care of everything with um, with fire hose. Mm-hmm. You don't go after gremlins with a fire hose. No, you make because, it worse. Exactly. You know that was kind of one of those. Like uh, I think that was something that they didn't fact they forgot to <laughs> the edit out of that. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ending of this. Movie. I do remember hearing that and going, "No, yeah, they, yeah, you just made it worse." The ending. The ending of this movie. Maybe that's how we get Gremlins 2. No. No. Gremlins 2. I haven't seen that movie. I've never in a seen a long it. time. I don't want to see it. Look, I don't as care. far as far as as far as sequels go, it's actually pretty good. It's set in New York rather than in the little town that there what's the name of the town? Um So they pulled a something Friday, they falls. pulled a Friday the thirteenth. Kingston Falls. And it was something falls. Uh, it was Kingston Falls, um, but, but yeah, it's set in New York, and I forget, I forget exactly how Gizmo gets back to Billy at this point. Like Billy and Kate have both moved to the city, you know, they're they're working there, and I forget exactly how it all. But it's kind of fun in the fact that they take the different types of gremlins to a whole new level. Yeah, like there 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 literally is a gremlin that is made of vegetables and there's one that's completely electric like it's electrical current you know and like all this type of stuff i mean it's just like there are all these like these new it makes there's sense. a there's one there's there's one that has that's a that that's a bat it's a bat wings you know and it flies and all. Yeah. it's just like it's just like it's called the new batch you know it's gremlins to the mm-hmm. new batch, and it's one of those things where it's like oh yeah there's there's a whole lot more in here. and it really takes the cartoon to a whole well, new life. I know so. the electrical one's real because my mechanic has had my Tahoe <laughs> since before Thanksgiving. That is true. That is true. Trying to chase down an electrical gremlin. That is true. Um, the, but the ending of this movie, the way that you know the the old man from the the, the yeah. shop he shows up, at shows house. up all of a sudden, and it's like, no, I have to take this and throws the money down and says, you know, you were not supposed to get him and you know, that kind of stuff, and and he says, you're not ready, you are, you weren't ready for him, and it shows him walking off into the yeah but he also looks at billy and goes you maybe someday maybe someday yeah so and i don't remember exactly how they get back together six years later anyway 
What did I say the name of the place was again? What are you talking about? Kingston Falls. Yeah, Kingston, Kingston Falls. Falls, which is again with the um, it's kind of a reference to It's a Wonderful Life. It was Bedford Falls. Yeah. Um, again, said at Christmas time. You know, there, there are yeah. a lot of references to different stuff in here. I pointed out a character in this earlier. I said we were going to come back to him, and there's a reason why. Okay. That would be the character of Lou Landers. Okay. Lou Landers is the guy that we saw on the television, the reporter. Yeah. That's talking about the riot that happened in Kingston Falls. And he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Lou Landers was one of the reporters in The Howling. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Joe Don- also a Joe Dante movie. See, I might have to go back and watch. Okay. So there's that through line of like, okay, so that means that The Howling and Gremlins are in the same time. Are in the same universe. Yeah. Doesn't end there. Okay. A movie that we covered a couple years ago Explorers. Okay. There is a. Hold on, let me pull it up here so I get it right because I, I had saved this. Another Joe Dante movie. Okay. Okay. There is a. Hold on. Let me read. I'm just going to read this rather than trying to go through. Okay. It says, you know, it, that's what I was talking about the Lou Landers. said, now this more or less places the howling and potentially its sequels in the same universe as Gremlins. The howling features a scene where characters Terry and Chris investigate Eddie Quist's apartment. His walls are lined with newspaper headlines of all sorts of grotesque varieties. One of these headlines reads as follows, Death by Man-Eating Piranhas. Joe Dante's first feature film was Piranha. Okay. So, The Howling, Piranha, Piranha, Gremlins, and then... Explorers? In Explorers, the kids gather to read a newspaper which highlights their spacecraft as a possible UFO scare or swamp gas. One of the other headlines is a clear reference to Gremlins. It says, Kingston Springs riot still unexplained. Kingston Springs? Kingston Falls uh, riot still unexplained. Sorry. Kingston Springs is actually here in Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I used to live Uh, over close to there. uh, But that's at the end of of, um, the movie Gremlins, they're talking about the riot. Blue Landers is talking about the the unexplained riot. Also in that... Uh, there's an additional headline that reads "Arson suspected in Colony Spa Blaze," which is what happened in the Howling. Uh, yeah, the, you know the werewolf colony being set on fire and everything. So it's like that's kind of cool that <laughs> those things that that like Joe Dante has strung all of those movies together into the same universe. into the same universe. Yeah, and that's uh, and I wish I had known. I remember when we covered explorers yeah seeing that and being like wait and, the, and, and we on that episode it, we mentioned that 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 was in there but yeah. i did not realize that all this other stuff was in that i didn't realize the whole that's uh, cool the loop yeah like, kind of i wasn't here for that episode yeah you were was it? no you no. yeah you were was i yep Are you sure yeah i might have been here physically but you were i don't know you were here for mentally. it you were here for it it's me and you and barry yeah the two that you weren't here for were um, Space Camp, Space Camp, and Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, you're right. So, 
but again, it was that little like, "Hey, did you catch the the Kingston Falls, mm-hmm. you know, thing?" Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Oh, it's going a great back movie. and rewatching it. It's I, a fun movie. I just don't remember it being that slow and there. There, outside of those two scenes that I talked about, there, there is a, the 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 scene in the bar with the gremlins goes on a little too long. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, also. Oh, something else I want to talk about. When when they blow up all the gremlins in the theater, and you know Spike's the only one that gets away. Yeah. Did you notice what store it was that he was in? You mean where, you know, where the whole left, thing ends? Yeah. He left. It's Kmart, didn't it? No. He left the movie theater to go get more candy. Yeah. And he broke into a, 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 a department store. That was yeah. There. And from the outside the sign was shown. It was Montgomery Ward. Oh. Yeah. And what I thought found, what I really loved about when they were inside Montgomery Ward was when they were in the toy section. Yeah. All the stuff that was in there of, I mean, it was like, you know, there was E.T. stuff and there, I mean, yeah. it, it was just, it was all this really cool. Of course, Barbie was everywhere, which again, I mean, there was all kinds of Barbie stuff. Well, I mean, Gizmo was driving a Barbie, Barbie car. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just kind of cool. I, I love scenes like that in old movies where you can kind of look at it and be like, oh, I don't yeah. remember Montgomery Ward having a gun ca- counter, though. But then again, it was the 80s. Hey, you know, it's funny because Stripe really liked guns. Mm-hmm. Because when they're sitting around the table playing poker yeah. and the one, the other, that one gremlin is cheating, he pulls out a gun and shoots him. Yeah. And then when he goes to Montgomery Ward, when he's... Oh, when he attacks Billy with the chainsaw, yeah, I was like, okay. First off, I understand that he's doing the whole moving the the, the baseball bat because yeah. it's a wooden bat, and it's but I'm sorry, any chainsaw worth its salt is going to go through that bat in no time whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact when Billy takes the uh, the arrow, no bolt. It was a pistol it, crossbow. It was a crossbow that right? had a bolt, and it was only like, but it goes four, into his arm. Yeah. And then in the very next scene, he's pulled it out. I'm like, no, no, you do not do that. <laughs> that is, and no second, second thought, you ain't moving that arm. That I'm sorry, that is going to do so much damage to the muscle. It is going to be massively painful to move your well, arm after that. Here, so. <laughs> here's the thing, though. They've been fighting for how long at this point? I know. His adrenaline level I, I is going to be up. Still, that is... I, I, I give it a little bit of benefit of the doubt for the adrenaline. That made my arm hurt seeing that but oh, yeah. the other thing that really made me hurt is when he takes that baseball in the back from the the pitching machine yeah because <laughs> i'm like oh dude that was coming hard yeah <laughs> i was like oh man i have been hit with a baseball before not at, and not at the, the speed that that was coming and it is not fun <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no you're right Maybe that's just the old man in me just be like, oh, dude, that would hurt for like well, he weeks also, afterwards. He also <laughs> caught it right in the kidney. I know. Yeah, it, it was. Kidney shot with a 90 mile an hour baseball. I know. I know. I was just like, oh, man, yeah. that, that that had to hurt like crazy. There, and there are several things in there watching that because he got hit. I'm sure he was wearing something underneath it. you know, and, and it wasn't coming at 90, but it was coming fast enough to where it looked good. Uh, and I, yeah, that was just kind of one of those like, oh man, that, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that I, I remembered Stripe going into the fountain, you know, and then the, and then yeah. the, the light 
the sunlight coming through and him falling into it. And I remembered him coming up and out of it. I had forgotten him going completely liquid. Well, going completely skeletal and yeah. then liquid. I just remembered him. I I kind of remembered him or I remembered him like when he was melting. Yeah. It was all gross looking. I thought he just went straight from that. Oh, no. I remembered the skeleton. I did not remember the skeleton. I I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. It was. The thing that was really cool about this, and again, what is so great about these old movies that use practical effects, is they all stand the test. 40 years later, there's a few places. One of the the places where it kind of pulled me out of the movie a little bit was the scene where they all the gremlins come running down the road, and you could tell it was stop action. Stop motion. Yeah, stop motion. there there are a few places like that, but I'm like, I can let that go. That's yeah. not now. The one that I was really looking at was when they're inside the theater. Yeah, and again, from a lot of years of watching movies and and seeing how they do some of the effects and everything. Yeah, you're seeing this like hundreds of of gremlins. No, they only had just a few of them. They had a, a, quite a few of them, but you could see. The, the theater was sectioned off. Yeah. Like there was an aisle that ran between like, you know, between the different sections. It was like, oh, no, no, no. They, they pasted those. Yeah. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's like, you can see that. Plus the fact that theater was huge. Yeah. And it was just like, even I've never been in a theater that big, even back before they had all the stadium seating and stuff. It's like, I've never been in a theater that would hold that many people. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you've never been in like a, a 150, 200 seat movie theater before? With like the balcony and all that, the no, old school no. movie. And there's no, there was never any place like that around here. So I can't believe they didn't have one in Nashville. Mm-mm, never did. That's crazy. By the time they got to when they were because making, I, I know in a lot of small towns they had them because it right. was also where they would do plays. It right. Was also yeah, where they would yeah. do community meetings. It was. Yeah, but nothing like that with a. I, I've never been in a theater that had a balcony. Really? No. Because um, there just wasn't. There weren't. There were not any around here. Uh. There were theater, you know, the regular theaters. They probably held 150 people or so, you know, something yeah. like that. But I don't think I ever, I take that back. I had been in a theater that was completely packed like that before. Yeah. Um, but even then, there still seemed to be a couple of seats around that were empty, even though it was sold out because whatever yeah. reason. Uh, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this movie. I, I love the 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 puppeteering. Yeah, on all of the you know again, it just it just it made it you know these days all of that would have been done with CGI, CGI. and it would look terrible after a couple. Like it would look okay now. We would be like, oh yeah, that that looks good, and then we go back and rewatch it a couple of years later. Like man, that did not hold up well. Yeah, that. Even in today's age, they're still struggling with. I know uncanny value. I know. I know. You know, and I was reading that a few years ago, they talked about a Gremlins television series that was going to be on like I think it was on Amazon or something like that. Yeah. And Joe Dante, who was in, was involved with it, was like, "We're not doing the CGI." We're going to do all of this practical if we're going to do it. And yeah. it just never got off the ground. I don't know if it's still development because it's whatever. going to be too expensive to Probably, do it. Probably, but, because the amount but of it will you, look amazing. The The amount of people it would take to do the puppeteering mm-hmm. for a show like that for multiple episodes is just going to be cost prohibitive. I get that, but it. You have to also think about what we have seen in the last few years with these. 
movie and television budgets just ballooning mm-hmm. like crazy. And most of that is special effects stuff, and most of it is CG. Yeah. So if you're cutting the CGI out of it, I know it's still going to cost to do all the practical stuff, but is it really going to be that much more? I mean, I can't imagine it would because the thing is, is the people who do the CGI are, are demanding top dollars. And that that's been one of the things, I'll be honest with the it's all going to be ai from here on out well you know with the with the the wga and the film actors guild going on strike it's kind of been one of those things where i'm like yeah good i'm good i hope you all it, go bankrupt because it's one it, it's it time is, for that industry to get stripped back down yep. and actually have creativity come back you know what i see happening in the very well, it's already starting to happen, mm-hmm. but I see coming back in a big way, which we saw back in the nineties, is independent film. Yeah. That's gonna be outside of the studio system where people are like, Look, I don't need all your stupid studio notes. I don't need, you know, yeah. obviously you're gonna need some kind of editor or whatever to come in because no one by the way, no I, one I do when a I, video editor. Well what I'm saying with that is no one comes in with a script that's fully formed. No. It's usually most of the way there or it's there, but you have to whittle it down to its core essence to, to get yeah. it to, to where it needs to be or this or that. I get that, but what we have seen so much and what has killed Hollywood over the last few years has been has been studio notes where you can yeah. see that obviously this was a no we have to have this no we have to have this no we have to have this oh no we got to have a marketing and yeah and all and of that toys crap. and t-shirts mm-hmm. and it's it's the same thing that's happened in the music business classes we're, we're not going to go on all that that rant again but I would Paper love to bags. see more independent and there are there's some really good independent films out there of uh, have you have you watched godzilla minus one yet no oh man that movie is so good really oh my god go see it in the theater go see it in the theater you really need to see it in a the theater you don't have to go see it in imax but go see it in the theater it'll still look good once it's at home but again it's one of those movies that was made in to- in uh japan that I think I think the budget on it was like I think it was like twenty three million dollars or something like that. By the time it came to America, it had already made all of its money back, hmm. and then it's been this huge thing that's happened since then, and it's it's making even more money. It's like yeah, that's how you make a movie without having a huge budget, and it's still good. I mean, really good. Like you actually I- care about the people. As opposed to just Godzilla rampaging. I don't even look to see what's in the theaters anymore because I got, I don't, I know I've complained about this. I know, you don't like going to the, with the the seats. I don't like the reserved seats. I don't like the reclining seats. I miss the old school theater. There are still those around. I have, Mm -hmm. finding them is almost impossible. Opry Mills has them. Not Not all of theirs are stadium seating. But I have invested and I have been gifted some very nice equipment, and my home theater system is actually okay. pretty good. Well, let me tell you, right now, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this, I saw Godzilla Minus One. Mm-hmm. So good. It is so good. Okay. That is that is a, how do you take this? I love the original, the, the Gorgilla, Gorgilla, Gorgira. Yeah. That is the, I like, not the Americanized 
Godzilla from 1954 or whatever it was that they yeah. put Raymond Burr into, where they basically took Gorgilla and Gorgira. Gorgira. Why do I keep saying Gorgilla? Gorgira, and they they shoehorned him into it for an American audience. Yeah. The original from Japan. I love that movie. Yeah. Somehow, this company remade that movie in their own way and made it dare I say better really yeah now it's not it's not beat for beat the same no there is I wouldn't expect it there is but it's telling the same story yeah um semi same cause and everything okay but it's just so good I'm not and I'm I'm not I'm I am not being hyperbolic here when I say it might be the best Godzilla movie ever made. When you're a fan of Godzilla. And I love Godzilla. Yeah. And I and I love I love all the man in a suit Godzilla stuff from the sixties and seventies. Like I love all that stuff. Mainly because of the kitsch. Yeah. You know? This as a movie is right up there with Gorgira. Gorgira. And Obviously, I can say it because I'm a stupid American and can and can say these words, <laughs> but it's <laughs> say it wrong again. I'm going to make you listen to an hour and a half of that band. I know, I know. Uh, but he was, and then I also, and I know you're going to be like, whatever. But I went and saw the Iron Claw. Actually, I'm kind of wanting to go see that. I've heard I a only, lot. Of, I've heard a lot of good things. I about only it. have one complaint with the movie. Okay, that's it. Is that they left out a brother? Oh, did they? Yep. And that was that's the only complaint I have with the movie. Now I know that they had to take some kind of creative license yeah. to, to kind of, but that was kind of. I kept going, okay, so where is he? Where is he? Like, no, seriously, where is he? And never, never once, never appeared. Appeared, and I'm like, all right, they they obviously decided they made they made a they a, a decision on this and and left him out. But the acting's good. The script it, it might is have been good. That he wanted to be left out. Well, he wouldn't have any choice because he's dead. Also, so oh. it's yeah, it's the and, and whatever. But man, it, it's it's a good movie. And if you know yeah. anything about the Von Erichs and and what happened there, it really it it really hits the tragedy without going overboard. Okay, and and unlike so many other biopics, so, they're like, oh, we got to hit, the, we got to do this. It's like, no, 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 it all feels organic. And I dare you to watch that movie and not fall in love with Lily James. Like, I dare you to do okay. it. Okay, I mean, seriously, and the she's only, not even a big role in it, but it's just one of those things. Every time that she's on screen, I'm just like, she's a star. That is the I, only yeah. apprehension I had about it is that it was an A twenty A twenty four, yeah, which didn't bother me in light in slightest. Look. Everything A twenty four does is not stellar. Okay, they've got some real misses. Yeah, but when they hit it, they hit it good, yeah. and they hit it on this one. Like this should get Oscar nominations. I mean, we'll see if it actually does or not yeah. with their new stupid guidelines. But I'm but. glad it's done. I'm glad it's out mm-hmm. because that means that that one actor can get back to making the next season of The Bear. The Bear. I need my season three of The Bear. Did you watch? Um, Shameless at all? No. You know that's that's the first thing I ever saw him. Yeah, and he was great on there. I mean, he was I, he was he was one of the, in a, in a cast full of great actors. Him and Carl. Yeah, yeah. It, but in a in a 
a cast full of great actors. He was he him and um, it was Lip and Carl and you talking about William H Macy's character. No, I'm talking about um, Carl. Carl was the little one, right? Carl was the, yeah, white boy Carl, the little one. Yeah, yeah, he was like the youngest brother or one of the youngest brothers. No, Lip and um, the redheaded kid. That played the Joker on Gotham. Oh right, yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Um, what was his name on the show? Anyway, but they were both again in a cast full of <laughs> yeah <laughs> of really good actors. They both stood out of like whoa, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, but I I need season three of the Bear. I need it right okay. now. They I, need I have to not watched that. So Dude, I've heard I've heard good things about it. Such yeah. a good show. I will have to go in. But but yeah, I highly recommend seeing Godzilla minus one and the iron claw. They're okay. both just really, really good. Yeah. And if you get a chance, watch Thanksgiving. I know I talked about that a little bit before, but that movie was a lot of fun. What's it streaming on? Do you know? I don't think it is yet. Okay. I, I, I think it might still be in theater. It came out right before Thanksgiving. So it, it might be hitting soon. Yeah. So, but See, I didn't watch any movies over the break. I, um, I got two books for Christmas. Mm-hmm. One was the storyteller. Mm-hmm. From Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. which I haven't read yet. The other one was the fourth book in the One Second After. Oh yeah, series uh, William, William Fourth Check. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. But it's it's book four, and I sat down to read it and lost time in it. And I looked up, and it was what was it? It was one second after one. One second after one year after, after the final day. And now you've got, I think it's four years later. Is that what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew, I knew that there was a second like, Yeah. Of, yeah. So I don't, I know that we're, we wound up off topic, topic like we always do here, but. Well, it's into the podcast. Yeah, I know. Frankly. And, and I also happen to remember that I forgot to talk about seeing those movies on our previous episodes. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, Gremlins, if you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you, especially if you're Gen X or because yeah. that was, that is one of those seminal movies to watch. Where was it streaming? Did we, did we find out where it was? It wasn't. I ended up having to rent it off of Voodoo. Gremlins? Yeah. Okay. It was supposed to have been on Max and every time I went over there to get it, it said something went wrong. Okay. I thought it was available on Max, but I didn't know. Nope. I own, I recently, because I've been buying a lot more physical media. Welcome back. Well, it's funny because I, I, we've talked about before about why I got away from actual physical media. And then once that hard drive died, I'm like, okay, it's time to go back because so many things that I want to watch are not available on what yep. I have. Uh, but I just recently at one of our used media stores here, like I found a, it was a three movie pack of Goonies, Gremlins, and Gremlins 2. Okay. And I'm like, those are all three movies that I would like to have in my collection. <laughs> so I bought them. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> and now I, I own them. So that was that was also when I bought that, I was like, hey, this would be a good movie to cover. Yep. <laughs> so when we, I started thinking about topics, <laughs> we've already done Goonies. Yep. Uh, and we probably will never do Gremlins 2, except no, we mentioned we it here. It was It's a decent movie. It got mentioned. It was, uh, it was a decent for. It was a decent sequel. Okay. That, that's what I can tell you. It was a decent sequel. Is it Gremlins 2, Spike Goes to Manhattan? 
No. Stripe, not Spike. <laughs> Whatever. And I think I, I called him Spike a couple times, you, too. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but no, but no, a, Stripe's not in it. I'm, I'm making a Jason Voorhees. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Jason goes to Manhattan. Well, you got all of those. There's been plenty of those movies where, yeah. you know, Muppets Take Manhattan or any number of those where it's, they oh, they go to New York. And it <laughs> seems like every movie franchise has that New York. <laughs> you know, in this, in this day and age, there should be a movie such and such. Such and such flees Manhattan. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no joke these days. Uh, so <laughs> yes, I'm evil. So yeah, so it's available. Supposedly, it's available on Max, and I'm and you no. can find it. So supposedly, is what I said. I I had I I have my Roku. I used my microphone. I went Gremlins the movie, and it did a search for everywhere it was streaming, and it wasn't available. Except for me being able to rent it on Voodoo. Hold on. I am looking to see. No, it doesn't work. Well, if I spell it correctly. Your website was behind on that and seven. Preview. Okay, the only thing that is available on Max is Gremlin Secrets of the Mogwai. It's a cartoon. Which is a cartoon that was from earlier this year, or it was from 2023. I didn't realize it. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing. I th- Kind of like another movie that we're going to do here very soon. I know that Gremlins and Gremlins 2 was, they were both on Max in the last few months because I remember yeah. seeing them like going through and I guess it's just... Yeah. Stuff cycles out of there because they get the, the the rights for a certain amount of time yeah. and then they're gone. So, although if it's Warner Brothers, they should have the rights. Should have the rights to it. Unless now, I also Amblin, know Amblin. Well, was it was Amblin part of Disney? No, um, Amblin was its own thing. Um, I do know this: a bunch of Warner Brothers stuff is now being sent over to Netflix. Netflix as well as Tubi. Like you can go to Tubi and watch the Batman, really. And that's got ads, but it's there as well as a whole bunch of the other yeah. stuff. But the because about, Warner Brothers is really hurting for money right now, so they're but, they're selling off. Hey, yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys can have, you guys can have it. So, it, um, but the thing with Tubi is when it cuts to commercial, they stop the film, they do the commercial, and then they start to film back right back exactly I know, where I know, they stop, which I like better than them cutting a big chunk out of them. I like that, but it's also, it seems like they always put those things in the most jarring spots yeah. of like, no. no, not in the middle of that scene. Why would you put it there? No, they, <laughs> you're not wrong about that. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Project Gen X podcast. Again, go check out all of our social media links. Uh, Go to the show notes. Show There's notes. There will be some there. other stuff over there. Discord. Discord. Email. Which, again, all hate email for Alan goes <laughs> to the email. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been doing this show for almost five years. We haven't got any hate email yet. So uh, we're due then. Well, we're due. Especially I figured that, as you get more and more bold. I figured that's when we've actually made it. So it's. <laughs> No. Oh, no. So, <laughs> for the Project Genix podcast, I am Alan Smith. <laughs> I think I'm still Big Dave. And we will see you next time. I don't know why I'm still doing this with you. See you. It was Della and a dealer and a dog named Jake and a cat named Kalamazoo. Left the city in a pickup truck. Gonna make some dreams come true. 
Did it roll out west where the wild sun sets in the coyote base of the moon? Della and the dealer and a dog named Jake and a cat named Kalamazoo. That cat to talk, what tales he tell about Della and the dealer and the dog as well. But the cat was cool and he never said a mumbling word. Two bright in here for you, Mogwai. Yeah. Bright lights, bright lights.